You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everybody. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And we got a great show for you lined up on this Friday. It's looking a little gloomy outside, but that's all right. It's nice and bright on the inside right here in the Black Media Matters studios. Uh, you know, I'm excited because I'm telling y'all, it, it's, I'm getting used to this now. Big O is going to be joining us at the top of the show. He has some updates he'd like to share. And then later on, I'll be talking to Christine Alar from Seattle's Department of Transportation. Uh, we're going to be diving into those new lanes y'all see down Rainer Avenue South, those bus only lanes. Turns out there's a lot of work that went into that. So we'll be diving into it with her. And it's also another Finance Friday with Kamaria Howard. She is in the building. We're going to be talking about a couple more tips around insurance and what you can do to be prepared. So you guys want to make sure that you guys stay tuned for all of this greatness going on today. But of course, it's the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to tag and share the stream. Tag and share this stream, y'all, with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. Of course, if you can't watch us, you can also listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me there on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, you name it, all of the platforms, we are there. But because we have such a great lineup of guests today, I'm excited to dive right in with my guy, Big O. What's up, Big O? Trey Holiday. Uh man, good morning. Grand rising. Yeah, you know it's uh, you know usually a Friday we say it's a feel good Friday. You know what I'm saying I would be uh, doing a disservice to join you this morning without talking about the gravity of what's uh, going on around us. Um, of course I know you talked about it yesterday, the murder of Devon Pickett Jr. Yeah. Um, you know uh, a friend really of of this show. And going back through our archives, man, we shot so many different things with Devon and with Kiana. Uh, even the precursor, the Black Love, the, yeah. ver- the very, first, very first, it was 2020, 20, early 2020, the very first episode of uh, of, um, of Black Love. And, you know, um, it's a community, clearly our community, a neighborhood that's really hurt right now and hurting. You got to think that Devon was the head coach for the CD Panthers 6U football team. So we've got these these very young kids now whose coach was was murdered. Um, yeah, I got the news. I was in, in Houston yesterday morning. I was in Houston and got the first flight back. And I'm glad I was able to do that. Um, I w- was able to visit the shop earlier in the day and then also um, go to the visual. I got some photos right here. So photos this is earlier in the day right outside of the shop you know there was already a lot of flowers that got there you see this sign there it said no one deserves this um lots of cards um candles and some of everything else you know um and then later in the evening around 6 p.m is when the candlelight visual came. it was so many people there at the vigil that the seattle police department actually had to close martin luther king so they, they closed mlk uh for about two hours um, right out there. And then also I got some video right here. This is a balloon release. Yeah. 
So, you know, it's an incredible outpouring of, of support um, for the, the Pickett family. And, um, you know, it was, uh, I think, you know, for me personally, I'm, I guess I'm still just numb. You know, I think one thing is reporting on all of this is it's almost kind of like during the protest where it was like reporting on the protest meant that the pro that didn't really impact me and, you know, in a personal way, but I'm sure that it will soon. But, um, but yeah, I definitely lost the community trail today. I mean, it's a, it's a big loss. I'm actually really glad that you were on today to share, uh, you know, some photos and videos there at the vigil. I, I saw, um, some, some, footage and I, I was already back home. I had to be with my kids. And so I didn't get a chance to come back. So I'm so glad that people showed up and showed out for Devon Pickett, for his family. You know, there was uh, great words that were said there. There was a lot of memories being shared, you know, just him as an athlete, you know, bringing his athletic ability back here to the Central District and being so intentional about that with his work with the CD Panthers. And my son uh, plays for the Panthers in um, the 8U division. And, and you know, I was showing him and he's like, mom, man, that's one of my coaches. Because for the kids, they see the whole coaching staff as all of their coaches. So didn't matter that my son didn't have direct coaching from him he knew him as his coach and so I was just trying to be there for my boy you know what I mean as a young person you know understanding you know we just lost my father we're so we're talking about you know the cycle of life and and this was another one and I know that it just has so many rippling effects because Devon's presence was alive and well I mean this is the time sometimes, oh, well, we have to, I had to go inward and say, like, even my brothers who knew him, we all just gathered together because we were like, man, now's the time for us. To, are you okay? Let's check in on each other. Let's make sure we're all right. You know, check in with my son and really have an open dialogue as a family about who Devon was to us. And my brothers knew him well. So but this is, uh, you know, when you talk about so many people that knew him and loved him, experienced him, what he had given to community, it really is so far reaching, Omari. Yeah. And I'll say that um, one thing is, you know, we, we're always covering uh, stories and creating segments and this and that just because it's like, you know, this is a story in our community. It's the right thing to do. And we made a short film with Vanishing Seattle last year about the postman and um you know we we re-released it last night at eight o'clock and it's it's about between the different platforms it's over like 30 some odd thousand views and the big thing is that so many people are are hitting us being like man thank you because this you know in six and a half minutes but it does a really good job and talking about Kiana and Devon, you know what I'm saying, and the Postman, and even the original set clip that we put out last night, you know, went back to 2019. But the whole point I'm saying is that the small voice has always guided us here at Converge. You know what I'm saying? And it's the small voice to be like, man, this is important. Whether whether somebody, 99% of the things that we do here, there's no sponsor, there's no this, there's no whatever. It's just like, man, we need to tell this story and I'm just glad that we listened to the small voice last year and we 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 made a short film about 
the the postman and people can really you know go and view and understand that and if anybody wants to watch it you can see that on our on our facebook and on our instagram right now um you know it's it's a loss for for our community when, when you know we talk about oh well you know you you need to go get married you need to go t- take care of your kids you need to be gamefully employed you know all these kind of things you need to be a member of community you need to be a bit like check every box yeah. you know what i'm saying and and that's that's the thing is is like uh, you know, it's difficult talking to some of the young people uh, yesterday because they're like, well, man, he did everything he was supposed to be doing. But look what happened. Yeah. You know, um, but we want to just continue to, you know, keep our keep the family in our prayers. Curtis has their GoFundMe uh, link that we'll, we'll put in over there for people um, who want to support the pickets. You know, and I mean, GoFundMe is fine. Prayer is also good, too. Yeah, it really is. Oh, I just thank you for being on this morning to share those clips. And I mean, as always, Converge is on the ground, making sure that we are, you know, a part of telling these amazing stories in our community. And uh, Devon's entire life, his existence was, you know, definitely did not fall short of being an amazing story. He gave everything. And I heard his wife saying that last night uh, at the vigil. She said, look, he gave it his all. He gave everything. And it's so true true and everybody who really experienced him had that feeling as well yeah she yeah. said one-on-one yeah um uh one other thing that i'd like to bring up if i've got a second here you know so i we can my mom always says you can't leave people in an affected state yeah. so you know i i will step off your set this morning where it was some some good news um is that tomorrow you know we've got that this is the most important day of the year here at Converge Media. This is the um, Seattle Association of Black Journalists. Can't see it right here, but their logo is actually here on the wall. This is Black Voices Matter tomorrow, three o'clock, and we're going to have the icon, Essex Porter, here in studio. They're going to be interviewed by Joyce Taylor. And you know, like, listen, we keep it clean around here, but this is the one time of the year where the cleaning crew's coming in tonight. Every like every wire's getting rewired in here. Me and Curse going to be here all night long. And Curse like, not me, Curse. <laughs> but it's a big deal. This is the biggest deal of the year for us here at Converge. This is when Black Media comes home to the Black Media Matter Studios. Like I said, we're, we're very excited to welcome Essex Porter and Joyce Taylor here um, to to our our studio, to our home. That's at three o'clock. Um, the link is it's on Zoom. It's S-A-B-J, um, S-A-B-J online mm-hmm. dot, dot org. Right. Okay. We've got a link over there, Curtis, to put in there. You can purchase a ticket if you online. It's twelve dollars. You know what I'm saying? I'm really excited. Yeah. It big. The last year was Connie Thompson yeah. and Jesse, uh, Jesse yeah. from uh, from Cairo that was in here, man. So, you know, it's a big deal. Really excited. I know you'll be here, Tita. Everybody's like, they're going to be in the, you know, in the audience here to watch this. Well, I'm telling you like this. I mean, the fact that I'll be able to be here live listening to Essex drop those gems uh, throughout his 43-year illustrious career. I keep saying that because I want people to understand that, like, the dedication to journalism uh, that he really poured in is so real. So I'm excited because, you know, I, I mean, I started my career at King 5. I got a real uh 
soft spot for those who really dedicate themselves to these stories day in and day out. You know, morning news is such a grind. Night news is a grind. You go there, you're late at night, you're there bright and early in the morning. I, I've done all of those kinds of shifts. And I just have a real uh, soft spot in my heart for those who are really dedicating themselves to making sure these stories are being told in major media. So I'm, I'm excited that they're going to be in the building, man. Black Voices Matter. That's a huge deal for sure. I'm glad I could be here. Yeah, good stuff. So like I said, yeah. we're, we're definitely looking forward to that. And then, of course, next week you'll be at the Paramount. Look, it's just it's an all around boop, boop, boop greatness. So thank you so much all for sharing today. Appreciate Very you coming welcome. on. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Of course, after this short break, we're going to be diving into some more information here. I think a lot of you out there are going, what are these new bus lanes on Rainier Avenue South? Well, Christine Alar from Seattle's Department of Transit is here to tell us all about it. Stay tuned after this short break, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME and a housing counselor stepped in, talked to our lender, and saved our home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHalf.org. That's WashingtonHAF.org. Get ready, everyone. October 24th and 25th, Convergent Media is heading right back to the Paramount Theater. Join me, Basil Gordon, Eric Calligraphy, Trey Holiday, and the entire Converge Media family as we once again broadcast live with conversations on art, culture, mental health, community issues, and more. Trust me, you won't want to miss a single moment. Head over to wherewecon.com for more information, and we will see you October 24th and 25th, streaming live across all Converge Media platforms. Welcome back, everybody, to the day with Trey. I want to welcome you back because you know what? This is really uh, some information. I I'm telling you, I was shocked. I don't drive down Rainer all the time, but these new bus lane, bus only lanes <laughs> kind of took me by surprise. I'm glad Christine is in the building to tell us more about it. Welcome, Christine. Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being here. Now, uh, you know, this is something you were just sharing with me before the show. These new bus lanes didn't just come out of nowhere. Tell us a bit about the history. Sure. Uh, the history of Rainier Avenue South and all of the construction is, is lengthy. I mean, it's a very complex corridor, and we've been studying many forms of transit improvement on there for years. And um, specifically, so between about 2017 and 2020, uh, King County Metro and Seattle Department of Transit Transportation were working together on um, what was going to be the rapid ride line. And there was a lot of outreach. There was public meetings and engagement, and they had um, community sessions and very, uh, very focused outreach where they got feedback from folks. But as you know, in 2020, most projects in the city everywhere just sort of ground to a halt. And so when it came time for us to look again at what projects we can re-engage with quickly that we can move forward as part of these COVID recovery lanes, we called them a couple of places around the city, we looked at Rainier Avenue South and the Route 7 and um, 
all of the work that had already been done on these lanes and realized that at least part of it we could implement fairly quickly because we had gathered a lot of feedback from folks and there was a lot of support for the bus lanes and we had tweaked the, the design and the extents and everything and um, and were able to go. So in, in the spring of this year, we did some sort of follow-up outreach. Um, we sent about 12,000 mailers to uh, local residents near that area. Um, so between like Alaska and Walden and, um, you know, did uh, some post media outreach, some um, yard signs um, and some various, you know, just basic outreach to let people know that it was coming at that point. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then the construction was uh, pretty quick. We did it just over one weekend because um, mm -hmm. we didn't want to have to shut it down during the week. So it did actually go in really quickly, but there was quite a bit of work that went into happening before. And I know that it, it is a, it is a time, you know, between 2020 and when it was done in 2022. Um, but I think that's um, a lot of response to, you know, the pandemic and having yeah. to pick up projects. Yeah, well, I mean, this is really interesting because, you know, you think about, um, you, you know, one of my uh, spaces is just off of Rainier, but there's always, almost always congestion, right? No mm -hmm. matter what. And the route number seven is a long route, right? Yeah. So there's probably a lot of thought put into that as well. But tell us a bit about the range of what you guys were hearing back from community as you guys were doing this outreach. Uh, well, a lot of folks um, ride the bus. It's a huge, it's actually, um, the Route 7 is the second highest ridership route in King County. Wow. Yeah. And it's only um, second to, uh, I think it's the E-Line, mm. you know, and that, and that runs all the way up to Shoreline. And so, um, and that is a rapid ride route. And so it's, it's a high priority route, you know, there's no doubt about it. And it also serves populations of essential workers. Um, it, it, ser it serves a very solid uh, bus riding base. Um, and so a lot of what they heard is they want it to be more reliable. Mm. They want they want the service to be, uh, you know, efficient. They want it to be reliable and consistent. They want to be able to know that when they get on the bus, it's going to be a better option than driving or it's going to get them where they need to go on time. Mm. And, and so tell us a bit about the implementation because you said it only took a weekend. Mm -hmm. I know these these bus only lanes still feel really new. When did they actually come about? Uh, you mean the planning? Yeah, no, the actual routes, because I see them now on the street. But when did that happen? Uh, that was in July. Okay. Okay. So yeah. it's been a couple months now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and have you guys been able to gather any data that showcases, yes, it is more efficient? The things that you guys are really aiming for, is it hitting those marks? It's 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 hitting them. Um, we're still looking at traffic volumes because if traffic volumes are down, then the bus lanes are not you know, performing as well as intended. And you often see that um, in the summer months, you know, traffic volumes during the commute time, which is what we're looking at, are not as high. It's, a, it's an amazing um, balance, you know, with just like the number of people who are on vacation or just, you know, kids out of school. Um, but as the traffic climbs up, we're getting closer to what we had um, estimated, which is about a one minute time savings mm. in just that just that segment northbound between um, Alaska and Walden. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if it's going to be helpful for folks that are, you know, commuters, that's something that's huge. I think about those who are on the roads driving like myself, you know, it, you, we it's a it's a give and take, right? Yes. It's a give and take. Um, but ultimately, because it affects that that 
you know, real small kind of area of Rainier. There's so much more Rainier to cover. Mm -hmm. And then number seven has such a longer route. What are some of the things you really want the community to know about these bus only lanes? Well, the bus only lanes are really, um, you know, in this particular instance, we wanted to make sure uh, that this was a route that we we saw actually was still carrying a high number of riders even during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so what that showed us is this is a, you know, a very um, transit, I don't want to say transit dependent, but a, a, a population of, of folks that are really using the bus. And so we wanted to make sure that this route got the highest level of transit priority we could give. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so, you know, and and that's what we're doing. And and you can see, you know, with with this kind of um, project, you can see a, a transit option that's going to be appealing for people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to make it easier. It's going to make it uh, more appealing to ride the bus more frequently. Yeah, well, it sounds like you guys are doing some work to make sure that, you know, the implementation uh, is hitting the goals you were looking for. And ultimately, you know, it's about providing a better experience for commuters. So, you know, shout out to SDOT for being like, you know what, we, we got to figure this out. Um, and also for all of the work y'all did in, in the previous years to make sure that the community was engaged and informed. I know oftentimes that's the biggest hurdle is getting people, even if you mail out 12,000 mailers, how many people mail them? back, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's a small fraction or percentage, but at least you guys were able to conduct a wide variety of community engagement activities that allow for community to be involved in this process. Um, I, I want to give you a second before I let you go. You can look right there and let the folks know how they can reach out if they have more questions about this or, you know, how the data is kind of coming back. They may want to have some answers uh, or some questions answered. You can look right there and let them know. Sure, sure. Just um, just wanted to recap that the, the transit lanes that are installed currently that was phase one and we are actually working on phase two now which is an extension of that northbound ba uh, bus lane up to approximately you know almost to i-90 and so we are engaging in um some outreach right now going door to door there's been some um some pop-ups at grocery stores but we have an online survey and we also have a public meeting coming up on october 25th so you can access the survey uh through our websites at seattle.gov transportation and you can do a search for rainier avenue south bus lanes and find information about the upcoming um a public meeting and also the survey is there and then it has a lot of project details because we have a couple of different options we're looking at and so what we're looking for is feedback from folks on the two different options of a northbound lane going nor north Oh, well, Christine, yeah. thank you so much. Glad that there's another opportunity for folks to get engaged in the expansion of these bus only lanes. Thank you for coming here to the day with Trey so we can inform our audience and make sure that they're engaged. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you everybody who has filled out the, the surveys. And we look forward to hearing from all of you on October 25th. Right on. This is amazing opportunities. I mean, again, uh, you know, when we think about the shaping of our city, what it looks like, these are the moments that matter, right? I mean, and also your voice gets to be involved in helping to shape what the streets look like for Rainer Avenue South as they think about this expansion. Make sure you guys go to SDOT's website so you can be engaged, show up at this hearing and this public comment forum that they're taking place on Tuesday, October 25th. Make sure you guys tap in.
After this short break, we are going to continue the day with Trey with our Finance Friday segment with Kamaria Howard in the building, giving us some tips we can all use to keep more money in our pockets. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching the day with Trey. Hey, Omari Salisbury here inviting you to join SABJ this Saturday at 3 p.m. for the third edition of their Black Voices Matter series in which they highlight the work of black media professionals. This time, they'll talk to the legend Essex Porter, an icon among Seattle journalists. Essex spent 43 distinguished years as a broadcaster, 39 of them with Seattle's Cairo 7. King 5's Joyce Taylor will talk with Essex about his illustrious career, the state of the local journalism industry, what the future holds for black journalists and media, and other pieces of wisdom he's gained during his time in the media business. This event will be live streamed from right here in the Black Media Matters studio and will conclude with a Q&A portion. All proceeds will go to SABJ's general fund and will support the annual Patricia Bisher Endowed Scholarship Awards, which supports the college education of black aspiring media professionals. To purchase tickets and for more information, visit sabjonline.org slash events. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Trey Holiday, and I am so excited that Converge Media is doing another takeover at Paramount Theater. That's right. We're going to be there on the 24th and 25th of this month, and I am elated because we have a great relationship with STG and the whole team at Paramount, so I'm so excited for that. And y'all know this is personal for me because my daddy would be so proud to see his daughter's name on the marquee once again. One of the big moments that we were able to share before he passed was when he saw me right there on that stage presenting me with flowers. He and my mother are so proud of all the things that I've been able to do. And Paramount is a major part of that. So please join us, you guys, on the 24th and 25th. Get your tickets today by going to whereweconverge.com backslash Paramount. Be a part of our live studio audience as we make history once again. Welcome back, everybody, to the David Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and joining me right now is one of our finance specialists, bringing us tips we can all use. Kamaria Howard is back in the building for Finance Friday. What's up, Kamaria? Good morning. Hi. <laughs> well, you know, we have been really kind of continuing in a series of giving people information of how to be prepared when it comes to life insurance, what it means, what it looks like, who's a beneficiary. Uh, so let's get into this because now we have some some information you're going to be giving us about some of the stipulations with life insurance policies, right? Yes. So um, most of underwriting goes based on your age and also your health. So you want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Um, your age, it's you're going to pay more than if you were 20, if you're 40. But um, at any age, it is important to make sure that you have the right life insurance and that you have some in place. So I would still try to find some that works for you. There are lots of different types of or companies that do life insurance. So if your health isn't great, um, I would still shop around and find one that would work with you. 
Yeah, I, I think that that's one of the biggest hurdles. A lot of people are like, what? You know, I got to, you know, they, they want me to do a physical or they're going to really check my health. Some folks I know, particularly in the black community, that still don't have a primary care physician. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I remember going through the process myself and I was like, wait a minute, I think I only have like an OBGYN. I don't know that I actually go see like a primary care physician anymore because our family one retired. And like after that, I didn't find another. Um, But, you know, going through that process, I was actually sharing with people. I'm like, look, yo, they are taking your urine as well. So you can't be like on all the drugs. I mean, there are some stipulations in place, but it's really to your benefit Mm -hmm. so that you can make sure that as you're paying for a policy, you're going to be able to utilize those benefits in the end, right? Yes. To take care of yourself is to take care of your family. So your health definitely does matter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, then we're talking about maybe some of the payments here. Now, Mm -hmm. there are different ways to be paying this. A lot of folks are like, what do I pay monthly? Is it quarterly? I I think there's even ways to pay annually. If you got it like that, tell us a bit about some of the ways that you pay for these policies. It's just like your car insurance. So you can pay monthly, quarterly, semi-annually or annually. Um, And you end up paying a little bit less if you pay it in less frequent payments. Um, So if you do annually, you're going to have a smaller premium for the year. I don't know that I knew that. Yeah. I might have to. Okay. I, that like gives financing. Me some, yeah. There we go. That, that gives me something to look forward mm-hmm. to if I can go ahead and make sure I put some more ducats away. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, I was thinking, you know what? What if I pay a little extra, a little extra, and then that'll actually maybe give me a couple months back. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of how my mind's been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But I also appreciate the fact that there's a lot of policies that are uh, automatic payments, right? So like, you don't really have to be like, oh, as long as you got your money in the bank, y'all, you don't have to worry (laughs) about like having to write a check every month, right? Exactly. It um, Most um, insurance is going to be automatic payments. And then like, like you said, make sure that you have your budget in order so you don't overdraft your account to pay for your life insurance. Um, But you also want to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success and finding a policy that you know that you can afford every month. Yeah. I mean, that that really takes us right to the kind of next topic around affordability. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we talk about the frequency of payments. Tell us more a little bit about affordability for these kinds of policies. So it's really important to work with your financial advisor or representative to make sure that your budget is in order. So you're not putting yourself in a bad space where you're spending too much um, throughout the month and not being able to afford your policy or vice versa. Um, and so you would do your, bu- your budget and go through all of the things that you pay for every month. See if there's any way that you can cut um, some of the extra like dining out or, you know, extracurricular activities um, <laughs> to be able to afford what it is that your family needs to be protected. Um, but as long as you are intentional about your budget, then you shouldn't have much of a problem finding something that fits. Well, you know, that sometimes <laughs> be the hard part. I'm not going to lie. Right. Like, I mean, we're going through uh, my budget and I was like, um, I don't know. Like some things I have to I had to really like sit and think because I think a lot of the times and this is true, like. You know, there's a difference. I remember living paycheck to paycheck and being like, look, hold on this. You know, I think you almost budget better sometimes when you're like, I look, I got this amount and that's it. And I was like, okay, you know, I I do. Y'all know I'm going to shop. Right. So I so I do. Uh, budget for that, right? Like, I'm like, okay, you know, I I take a, you know, I, I have a certain way I do it, okay, guys? But trust me, I, I, I'm budgeting for it. But the thing is, is that I realized through the process uh, with my financial advisor that 
I was spending more eating out than I even thought. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, oh, I just I'm out all the time. I don't pack a lunch when I'm out. And then sometimes I'm working 12, 13, 14 hours a day. And I'm like, oh, wait, I ate a couple of times that Mm -hmm. day. And so I really started being more mindful of it. Mm -hmm. Tell me a bit about your experience there, you know, in terms of, you know, clients. Do you see that a lot of people go through that process and are kind of like shocked by how much money they spend or how much money maybe they have left if they did cut some things out? Absolutely. Um, A lot of times you have a lot of money left over that you don't realize that you're just wasting. Um, Because when you do the budget for your expenses that are necessary every month, there's a good chance you got 800, 1200 left over. Uh, But we go shopping, we eat out, we, you know, buy a bunch of things that we don't need. Um, and so that's where we find the money to be able to afford the life insurance that you need. Man, when you so think true. about it, you're if you create a savings goal and you're putting money into a savings account, <clears throat> you're getting a little bit of interest back. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you work with your financial representative and find a strategy that works for you, you could potentially make more money mm-hmm. um, putting it into a policy or, you know, different types of diversification strategies. Yeah, this is so key. I think this is why I really appreciate these finance Fridays because that's what I'm really trying to do with my family, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, just me taking the step to be like, let me really see if I can afford life insurance because I was like, you know, my job has a great policy. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about this like, oh, it it is gone if you don't have that job anymore. Mm -hmm. And then then people are like, man, that was everything I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. And so we've really had to learn how to be more innovative because we've seen that a lot of 401k plans are now like not existent um, with a lot of jobs. So some of the original ways that people were saving money are not necessarily available to us right now. And I think Mm -hmm. there's always this kind of debate about if social security is going to be around. There's always that. So it's interesting that, you know, the, the, the tips that I've been able to, you know, now take on for my family, uh, me and the boys immediately Mm -hmm. that now I'm sharing it with other family members. I'm like, look, man, get your health together. So you guys can do the, you know, the physical for your life insurance. I mean, this is one of those things that I think still people have a misnomer about Kamaria Mm -hmm. in terms of life insurance is only insuring death. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize that it actually is, there's benefits that you can use while you're alive. And many people have utilized insurance policies to create generational wealth. And I always want to bring, come back to that because people are like, oh, you know, like, like we, we have to do a lot of different things when family members die. I was there, my, my dad, and it was, I was so grateful. My mom was like, no, we we got a great insurance policy. He's taken care of. Right. Mm -hmm. But so many family members always don't have that. So this is such a huge deal. Uh, you know, when, when you think about how folks can reach out to you, you know, learn more about these tips and tricks and really, you know, get an opportunity to get on a schedule with you. I mean, you are a financial advisor and this is what you do. Make sure folks know how to get in contact with you for these services. Um, so when it comes to you or your family together, I would love to meet um, my phone num- my phone number, my email is kamaria.howard at nm.com. 
Yeah, Kamaria, thank you so much for coming on on these Fridays. Every time I'm like, wait a minute, what? You know, okay, and then what? There's always such great information. You're dropping thank dimes, you. literally. Appreciate you for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you guys, that gets me to a close today. I know we're a little over time, but it was so necessary to hear all of these amazing guests. Got to give a huge shout out to Big O for coming onto the set today, giving us a glimpse of how that amazing candlelight vigil went last night for Devon Pickett. Shout out again to his family. Uh, you know, Curtis put the link in the comments there for the GoFundMe. Make sure if you have any available funds that you can give to this family, it's important that we uphold the legacy of Devon. And one of the, the, the speakers last night said, you know what, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to continue in the legacy that he created, right? And I'm, I'm going to be doing my part now. And it was so beautiful to hear that. And I know that there are young people out there that were inspired by him as a business owner. Make sure you're doing anything you can to what? See yourself as a part of the solution because Devon definitely did. Shout out to Christine Alar for being here from SDOT. It's important that we know what's going on on these streets as they are changing, but also that we understand the opportunities for us to be engaged and be informed about these processes because that's another way to see yourself as a part of the solution. So if you live in that Rainier Valley corridor, if you live in the areas where they're expanding, make sure that you guys check out the opportunity to make your voice heard on October 25th. Make sure you visit SDOT's website so you guys can get more information on that. And of course, shout out to Kamaria Howard for another Finance Friday. I was going to say another fabulous Finance Friday. Absolutely it was. Where we are getting the tips we need to understand how we can utilize life insurance as a measure of financial stability for our families. Um, it's something that I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of diving into and I'm just grateful that she makes time during her busy schedule to come here and share some tips with us um, and, and really maybe some questions you all may have had out there about how to do life insurance for your family. It's a wide ranging issue and in industry and there are plenty of products for y'all to learn more about. So make sure you guys email her if you are like, look, I, I need some help with this. Please come, you know, visit my family, help us out. That's what she's there for. Make sure you guys email her for that. And you guys, this is Friday. So y'all know, as we said, and y'all saw it in the commercials there, we're going to be at the Paramount on Monday and Tuesday next week. I'm so excited to be there with my Converge family in the building. We have a great lineup of guests for y'all. Y'all will be seeing promotions for that come out throughout the weekend. But so excited to be back at the Paramount theater and do a whole converged media takeover so you guys make sure y'all are tuning in and for me until monday right there at the paramount at 11 a.m peace <laughs> Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.